forget it. Great. So, good afternoon. This is Michelle Padilla, the host of the Awareness Hour, and my co-host Jackie. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and we have today uh, actor, coach, Karen. She told me it it's a name. big name. Oh. It's it's Karen yeah. Eileen. It's a big enchilada of a name, little hyphenated <laughs> baby. Mm-hmm. So Karen, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, goodness. What a beautiful question. Thank you. First of all, I'm honored to be here. Very, very excited <laughs> to be here. You. Goddesses. I am a an actress from birth. Some would say people have described me as a sparkly unicorn who runs a think tank. Uh, oh. I like the woo-woo uh, and the world of the invisible and the energy side of things. And I always like data and metrics and things can be measured. And I love bringing them together. And so I'm a film, television, voiceover stage actress and a coach for also for acting and voiceover. So I was looking at your movies. I saw that you did Legally Blonde too. I did. Thank you for looking at my movies. It's as an actor, it's like, oh, somebody read my resume. It's very exciting. That's a good one, too. one of my favorite movies is Legally Blonde too. So what was it like working with Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, it was, I have to say, we didn't have a tremendous amount of interaction with Reese on set, but whenever she was on set, she was very kind. She treated us in a very lovely manner. She was very professional. And of course she had this beautiful, this beautiful aura around her, like so many of our, our beloved actor and actress humans do. So she was like a bright light moving around set. It was very, and very so cool. what was your part in Literally Blonde 2? <laughs> um, my, my official name was Croft's aide. So I was played the aide to uh, Congressperson Croft and was busy wheeling and dealing in the background. And Charles Herman Wormfeld directed us. And we had this beautiful, gorgeous line. There were like four or five of us that were all aides and we were scheming behind the scenes. And so much of that you will see in the extended DVD version <laughs> rather than in the theatrical or the streaming version. It was, um, it didn't all make it into the film. Sometimes that happens, as you know, but that's what was really fun. We got to wear power suits and we were on this set. It was an abandoned a political building in Los Angeles. They transformed to look like an active center. And so it was a very cool, very, very cool experience. Very grateful to have done it. And then I also saw that you were at uh, Bad News Bears Breaking. I saw that as well. Yes, Bad News Bears. Yes, uh, also beautiful, beautiful experience. And the thing that's amazing to me, goddesses, and I never get tired of this. I've been in the business for a while now. Very blessed to be in this, working in this world for a while now. I love watching the giant machinery of a big studio film in progress. I mean, obviously in the past year or so, there's not been a lot of that. Right. However, um, before last March, I mean, just every time I would show up on set, just to like look around at the hundreds and hundreds of people that it takes to bring a story to the screen just blows my mind. Everything from, you know, the director and the director of photography to craft services and everything in between. It just, you know, the phrase, it takes a mighty village. It really does take a mighty village to tell a story. Yeah, and it's kind of, sometimes I'll just sit and watch because it's so amazing to to take it all in. Now, my question is, did you like the original Bad News Bears back in the 80s? Because this was a remake. You know that, right? This is a remake. Yes, of course. I very much like the original one. And it's a very different vibe. Actually, if you've seen them both, you'll know it's a very different spirit. And Billy Bob Thornton was amazing. And... <laughs> 
I like them both. I love remakes that bring a different flavor to the story because a really good story at its core can be told so many different ways for yeah. new generations and from different points of view, which I love now, the more inclusive casting and the more the awareness of inclusivity in the casting world just fills me with joy. So pretty much every story on the planet can now be retold with a giant inclusivity glitter sprinkled over it. So <laughs> I love that. Now, let me ask you something, Jackie. Have you seen the original Bad News Bears? Oh, you're going to hate me. No oh. hating. <laughs> no, no hating on the Awareness <laughs> show. No, no. No, 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 what, no. Well, it's one of those it's one that like I've heard so much about it I've just I just never never saw it you know what I mean? I'm not we st- we I, I do know Jackie. about it though I definitely do know about it. it it's a really good movie it's about a bunch of little kids that you know they came I think they're from the projects or something and you know they want to have their chat and they went and so they finally made it to I think the world series or whatever they call it for uh the little guys um so they had a lot of fun and so they made a part two of it bad news bears in uh japan i think it was oh wow so yeah it was it's a lot of fun so if you like baseball so it's a baseball movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and i forget uh who was in that movie oh god i wanted to was like was it Walter there, like, out? we could look it up hold on i'm gonna look it up right yeah, now it's Walter Matthau. And then there is, oh God, the girls. There was the girls on the team, and I can't think of the name. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. That's the beauty of having Siri yeah. with me here. <laughs> uh, let's see, Bad News Bears. Where's the original one? Oh my goodness. That All was right, the let's... 1980s. I love that you have this trivia in your head. Holy cow. <laughs> she has it all. That is super impressive, Michelle. I'm a working actor chick, and I don't have all those dates in my head. So that is very I, cool. I, I tried to teach my cousin about certain movies, and we have now uh, a movie date or a TV show date on Saturdays. And she's 12, but she's not like most 12 years old, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she, so she, she's an old soul 12 sort of thing? I think so, yes. She wants to be a heart, heart surgeon, so she's into, oh. you know, FBI movies you know Grace Anatomy and I'm sitting here okay so we can watch Grease she goes see it don't like it okay how about Legally Blonde too very clear very clear what she will and will not see oh this is 1976 by the way that's Mm -hmm. 1976 (laughs) Walter Matthau Tatum O'Neill that's probably the the young actress you're thinking of beautiful Tatum of that Jackie's like, no clue. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was right there with you. And I looked it up also. And that's when I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I know about this. I've just never seen it. Here's what we do. I don't know if this is part of what the awareness show could do, but we should have like a movie night and do the yes. old showing and the new showing and just biz- and chat the whole time with people. <laughs> that would actually be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be really cool. fun. You know, we'll have a whole bunch. And I think um, this past weekend was, Crystal's event and I saw you online for the event. Yes, it's very nice to see you there, Crystal Privet. And uh, why don't you speak a word about her? Because she's a wonderful oh yes. sparkly light as well. And she was on the show about a couple times already, so she's gonna be coming back on again. Um, <gasps> yeah. but um next week, guys, 
I'm taking a break because I'm going to be having surgery coming up. So major yes, surgery. Good vibes. Yes. Heard about that. Good vibes. Yes. Wonderful vibes. Yes. Healthy, happy so surgery. What are you doing right now during this pandemic? This crazy time. It's, As Jackie it, would call it twilight time. <laughs> it's the twilight zone. <laughs> it is twilight zone time. Well, I, I'm talking to you from inside of my voiceover booth. It's like a four by six room. And this is where I do all of my voiceover work and do a lot of audiobooks and commercials and narration, video games and stuff. And, and I coach from here because now during the pandemic, uh, so many actors who always wanted to explore voiceover but didn't have the time, they now have the time. And so voiceover coaching works so beautifully over Zoom. I've been doing quite a bit of that. So it makes me very happy to help fellow artists and be empowered during this time and get extra cash and have an outlet for their creativity. So a lot of coaching, a lot of voiceover work. There is there is very slowly, like a trickle, as you guys know, the film and television industry is figuring out how to come back. So the film and television auditions have been very gently coming in. I actually did a completely remotely done film. <laughs> oh. I did a Zoom zombie love story. I say I did it. I was privileged to have a role in it. Nice. It was, Londi Maduro and um, the Azaretto Film Challenge. Shout out to Londi. And so I played sort of an intrepid reporter who was trying to gently tell people about the end of the world. And it was all remote. I was here in, in my home. Londi was in her home. And we were, I set up like a little, like a video village. I mean, she directed me via Zoom. We did a backup recording. She controlled film and lighting. And I was her, I was her crew. So it was, it's amazing what what we have been able to do during this crazy, crazy time. People looking for ways to express online comedy shows, online singing events, online dance classes and yoga classes. So I've been zooming my little heart out. I am, I've seen more <laughs> in the past year than I can get millions, I think. I love that. Little squares. So what yeah. kind of voiceovers do you do? Oh goodness. I, I do. It's not fair to say I do almost everything. I do a lot of things. I, my biggest crush is on audiobooks. I do a tremendous amount of audiobooks, mostly young adult romance and sci-fi fantasy and some uh, biography. And I do a lot of commercial work and animation and video game work. Some of your viewers may be video game fans. I was very honored yep. to work Grand Theft Auto Five. I did lots and lots of women in the population in Grand Theft Auto Five. So you can yes, hear me. Sounds like so much fun. Yelling and cursing in multiple languages and you know, <laughs> sort of a video vixen badass girl. <laughs> it's really fun. That's great. Um, you play any video games, Jackie? Me? Oh my gosh! I actually just got one of those um, old school Nintendos. <gasps> Right, the one that comes yeah. packed with all the old games in it. Wow, where yeah. did you um, find that? That's amazing. Right, so like, there's like Legend of Zelda on there, and so I've been, you know, really trying to work with that because <laughs> I was like, I want to see what all this hype is about, and yeah. you know, and it, it has helped to just kind of like kill some time. But yeah. I haven't gamed in ages. I'm serious, like ages. I, I and think you can find that. I, like, oh, I, need, I found my own Sega. Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> Jackie, where'd you find it at? Did you find it yeah, at Walmart? Where did you, where did you, it's like a treasure. Oh, so I found, I actually, I found it at Target. And they they just came out with one also for Sega. But the kicker is that I found my original Sega. 
from when I was a kid, that was like what got me started. And I was like, oh my God, my stepdad found it while he was cleaning stuff out. And the whole time I thought that my mom got rid of it all these years. And then for it to just magically reappear, I was like, <laughs> I was so excited. The first one, I'm trying to remember the first one. My, I remember my parents had the first one and they gave it away. I wish they hadn't given it away because it'd probably be worth a lot of money. It was called, I want to say it was called Pong. Oh, yes. yes. It was literally, I mean, they were describing to me, it's literally like a little green blip that goes back yes. and forth across the screen. That was the whole game. <laughs> that was the whole thing. And people were so excited about it when it came out. I'm like, why didn't you save that? It would be like, not an antique, but sort of in video game world, probably an antique. Our very oh, first one was in television. Remember the television? No. What is, what is it that? Was, well, that's when they had Snake and they had uh, Frogger and they had some other Frogger. Stuff. I do remember Frogger. I liked that one. Had, Weren't those some of the first had... games that they had on the cell phones too when they first came out? Those yep. were some of the first kinds of games that they had on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they that had Snake and then, they, uh, and then they had the uh, uh, Atari. So that Atari. Atari. Oh, maybe that's the thing that had Pong on it. It was called an Atari. I think that you're, yeah, you got yeah. it. That's right. Okay, that's a classic. And then they, oh, and then they had the Nintendo, God. and then the Super Nintendo, and then all the other stuff. So, <laughs> so crazy. My mom, my mom is a gamer, so she had all that stuff. And your yeah. mom <laughs> is a gamer. What a cool mom you have! Holy yeah, cow! She would keep me up till twelve o'clock midnight playing video games. What a cool <laughs> mama! What did you guys play together? That's insane. I didn't play. She would play Final Fantasy. The original Final Fantasy. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's fun. You were brought up as like a, a video baby. That's yeah. kind of a video game baby. That's very cool. Explains a lot. So, in the show. <laughs> I still play games, so what? Very good. But more like Pac Man, no, not Pac Man, um, Pokemon and Candy Crush, you know, so. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I did that so, one too. Karen, tell us about Magic Crystal. I saw that you wrote Magic Crystal. What is Magic Crystal? Magic Crystal. I'm wondering, do you oh, mean castle. Magic Castle? Is it Castle? Magic Castle? Magic City? Yes. Yes. Magic City. Okay, Magic City. Yes. Um, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me hydrate. I have my hydration here. Please hold for hydration. Hold on. It's so important. Magic City um, was blessed to be um, two season series regular girl on the show on the Stars Network. An original drama called Magic City was set in 1959. And there's this beautiful, large, opulent hotels that are still alive and running in Miami Beach. The most famous one is probably called the Fountain Bleu or Fountain Bleu, depending on how you want to say it, the Fountain Bleu. <laughs> Fontainebleau. Uh, so they recreated this hotel on a yacht bay. So these giant open concrete spaces where they would literally build these huge yachts. They recreated a 1959 glamorous hotel with huge chandeliers and fountains and a spiral staircase. And I played Florence Greenhouse, who was a, a tough New York dame, very smart. <laughs> and she was the right-hand gal to the series lead who was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who a lot of people know from The Walking Dead and Grey's Anatomy. So he was the lead in that series and I was his right-hand gal. So it was like time traveling. It was, it was two years and 
So I, I was based in LA at the time, but it was shooting in Miami where my family is. So I got to work and see my family a lot. It was sort of a giant dream and a blessing. Mitch Glazer, who created the show, shout out to Mitch, mm-hmm. is I'm sure looking to bring it back in some form. There was a, the talk about it being a movie after it was canceled. So we'll see. I think, um, I think it does have a future because there's more stories to be told there. And then I saw that you were on Curb, um, Curb oh, can I even pronounce that TV show? Yes, you got it. Curb your enthusiasm. Thank I was about you. to say, it. <laughs> you got it. That's yes, curb your enthusiasm. That was so much fun. It's they're not kidding when they say that show is improvised. They are not kidding, and and I love improv. It's, it's one of my first trainings as an actor. But literally, we were on set, and the director said, "Okay, so you're you run this hotel. You're the the senior night hotel clerk, and Larry David's going to try and kick somebody out of a room at two in the morning. Action." And we were like, okay, here we go. So no words, no lines, no cue cards, just a completely improvised, hilarious, thanks to Larry David conversation. It was really, really, oh, really wow. fun. Hey. Terrifying, terrifying and fun at the same time. Becky, oh, really... do you have any questions? I mean, I guess I'm, the whole idea of improv, it always gets me a little like nervous you know what I mean oh, so but, many people it gets so many people nervous because I think we have this idea in our head of what we're supposed to do when we improv but the truth is this is my my feeling here human beings are very naturally hardwired to improv we just we have it right. in us the, the best improvisers ever are babies because improv is all about like being in the moment and reacting in real time to what's happening and babies are like ninjas at that so if you've ever if you've ever just sort of reacted just without thinking to something or told an impromptu story to somebody, that's improv. So people think, oh, I can't do it unless I take a million classes. But I think we all have it in us as humans. So it's like, and it's something like it's like you do it to yourself. Then really, it's like a like a mental game that you do. It is. It's like a little like and the mental like thing. I think is like just a little a little like a speed bump that we just need to dissolve because the truth is we're all very natural improvisers. I think that's just how humans are, but there, but the, uh, there's a lot of, I, I studied with the Groundlings in LA and they're wonderful and also LA Comedy Connection. And I know a lot of the improv schools now are offering improv classes completely remotely online. So it's the most safe way ever, if you're into it, to try it from the safety of your Zoom square. So you don't have to travel anywhere. It so really I know I have a couple of friends doing that. Fun too. It Say does. that again, Jackie. I said, it really does seem like a lot of fun. And I have enjoyed going to improv shows. You know, it's like the whole you get, but then you're like put on the spot. I think it's just me though. I just get nervous. <laughs> you're allowed to be nervous. I mean, some of my friends are working at a, at a pretty high level at the in the improv world. That's like their main thing. They get nervous too. And so it's not like once you're great at improv, all the nerves vanish. It's just you you kind of invite them to go on stage with you. Once you've had some training, you know, you can bring your nerves with you and it helps yeah. make the scene better. So you're not alone there. How long have you been doing this? Oh my gosh. Well, my parents would say I was born this way. Like all the home movies, like show me doing like crazy jazz hands at like three years old. It's hilarious. Um, how long have I been doing it professionally? More than 10 years now. Yeah. 10 plus, 10 plus years as a professional. You're like, this is where I'm going to go. You know, what's really interesting. I, I'm one of those people who I didn't know right away. I mean, um, in high school, I did like speech and debate. And so they had, and I think they still do these events called humorous interpretation and dramatic interpretation. And you kind of memorize a 10 minute section of a book or a play and you perform it. Like you stand in one place and you, you 
change your body language and your voice. And so I was doing that. And I, like, I remember one piece, I did 17 voices. And it was really, really fun, but I didn't make the connection that that was acting. I was like, oh, this is debate and it's high school. It has nothing to do with acting. So it took me a while to make the connection. And I was like in the corporate world before I figured it out. I, I did a bunch of crazy stuff. I worked in advertising. I was a radio producer for a minute. So it took oh, me wow. a minute, it took me a minute to go, oh, this is really, really what I love. And, and I'm, and I'm going to go for it. I like that you have so much variety. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, I thank you for the, for the beautiful words. I accept them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, where can they find you all day on a social media platform? Oh, please, 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 please. Um, I'm loving Instagram. So if you're an Instagram person, I'm um, actor Karen Eileen Gordon. And I'm on Facebook, same thing. It's a little cute little hyphen in the, in the middle, like you see here, Karen hyphen yeah. Eileen Gordon. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. Probably my favorite is Instagram. And I also have a, a website. If you search my name, Karen hyphen Eileen Gordon.com, you can find me there. And it'd be my pleasure to connect with all of your listeners and viewers. And we are selling our t-shirts right now online. Um, we have, we just opened up our new um, shop. That we just put on new merchandise. Um, I have my own logo now for the award show. And then we have, um, what do we have, Jackie? The zebra, the unicorn, what else? <gasps> unicorn. Oh yeah. And then, so like she said, so it's the zebra unicorn. We have the new logo of hers. And then we have the sparkle right yes yes yeah and everything so we've got mugs and t-shirts we've got them for everybody kids you can get yourself a nice little pouch stickers yeah, we even have masks, masks, right. masks you know and so, so do we find this on where do we find it on your facebook page because i'll tell my i'll tell my peeps also um it's on friendless shop and i'll send you the link uh can we do that can we do that a lot right now jackie so yeah thing. actually you could put it in the chat Ooh, okay. okay. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look in the chat right now. And then just okay, are you in. are you doing that right now? So it'd be threadless.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Oh, you're doing it. Okay. There it is. And just look for the awareness show. The awareness show. Yay. I hope that goes yeah. very, we'll very well. well. Yes. See if I can and then, it. like, we're all over social, social media. You can find us on iTunesRadio.com. I am looking at all these beautiful things behind <laughs> you, Miss Michelle. I'm going to follow you everywhere I can. It's very, very well, good we have, we have We added a, a more on Amazon Prime, on Amazon Music. We're on Pandora, YouTube. Uh, Yes, we're all over right now. So, oh goodness, a shout out to Matt. Thank you, Matt. Yes. Thank you, Matt, my wonderful manager, Matt Chasen, who connected me to you. And I want to give a shout out because I'm teaching for, I, I do a lot of coaching and I still coach for folks all over the world. And so I'm coaching for Mr. David Zimmerman out in Los Angeles at the beginning of March for Performing Arts Studio West and those mm -hmm. wonderful students, differently abled students. Yes. Um, I've worked with actors for autism. And so like, I have a special, a special love for working with, um, differently abled artists because, uh, yeah. artists are artists basically. And everybody needs the opportunity to express. And it's just my joy to work. All with right. All one last people. question. This is yeah. actually a opinion. Yes. What do you guys think of about the remake of a wizard of Oz? Oh, I, I don't know about that one. 
I'm not, I don't know. I'm not up to, I have to tell you, I've been in a little bit of a bubble. So you're going to have to bring me up to speed. So fill me in and let's, let's well, discuss. I did, I, they posted a article saying that they're going to redo a, a reboot of Wizard of Oz, the classic Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland. So they're yes, gonna, I don't know how they're going to do it, but mm -hmm. it's going to be a remake of some type. So yeah. I don't, I feel like you shouldn't touch it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, 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 like certain things are sacred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know that there's like show, like you know, the Wiz. I like that one, and then there's yeah. other ones yeah, that are like it. But when it comes well, to like Oz, yeah. Wizard of Oz itself, it's like don't touch it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to agree with you. It's there's almost like gone with the wind. Do, I like. Yeah. It. The exactly. other one that they're gonna do is uh, what is it? I love Lucy. Oh. Don't touch it. <laughs> well, I Listen think to us. Don't do it. I think they're going to make a movie out of this one. So I'm not sure. Oh. So I mean, it's like a tribute kind of a thing. That's different. But <laughs> yeah. See, they're, they're make, we make it all these reboots. They're going to have the Wonder Years rebooted. They're going to have. Oh, I did hear about that. The Wonder yeah, Years. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's like a whole bunch of other stuff that they're trying to reboot. I'm like, no. What's what's something that they're not going to reboot that you guys would love to come back? Anything? Oh my gosh, Shit's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just left, and we can't stand it. We can't stand it. <laughs> um, I'm dreading Grey's Anatomy. Children. You're dreading like Grey's. Go. Sorry, I know we're I, all like we're all talking. Yeah. Yes. I would like to see Mary with children come back. Oh, oh yes. Okay. That would be cool. Like, you know how how Pig but Pig and Elle are now grandparents? Uh you know. It would be frightening. Because... They'd be very frightening grandparents. I would watch that. <laughs> the weird thing about it though, too, would just because like Al. I forget his real name, but like because he did that role also, he was in Modern Family. Oh, Ed O'Neill. Is that's his real name? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay. That was another good one, but still. <laughs> I want Seinfeld well, to come back. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want Seinfeld. Yeah. They brought back and the Connors, but the Connors were. Hmm. No. Oh, <laughs> But I'm looking forward to uh, see the re uh, what is it? Funky Brewster, all grown up. <sighs> oh, there's so yes. many interesting things going on That's now. Be an interesting comeback. Yeah. Yes, very interesting. Wow, I like all of so it. I went ahead and put the link to the shop in the chats. So I was able to go ahead and get it. Yay! So I put it in there. If you want to go ahead and check it out, see I all the Definitely Max, some really great designs and the options. Yeah. I, I mean, they're fabulous. That's beautiful. And she's our graphic designer, so Maxi Rodriguez, and she's gonna kill us for later because she's gonna hide in the little her little corner. I told her she's gonna become famous, and she's like, no, "Yes, we have to prepare her. her for more visibility." Yes, please. Yes, talented, and then um, shout out to Ruben Garcia. He is our um, administrative side, and he also fixes computers. Mm -hmm. So if you guys need a computer or cell, um, yes, yes, it's so good to know who does what in the village because everybody needs somebody who does something. Do you know what I mean? We all need yes. to know like where those people are, and it's nice to find them. 
connected oh, yeah, to he it. could do it. Like he could set up your studio. So if you ever have any problems with your stuff, your audio things, he's really, really great. He's very hands-on great with communication. So he'll definitely have like, um, like on your Facebook page, do you have like a, a, like a resource page with these, with links and stuff and how to get a hold of these folks on social media or anything? Cause, um, I believe you do Michelle, don't you? No, I knew we need to set that one up. Okay. If we could, usually we send tag people. them. Mm-hmm. We tag yeah. them in the stuff. And then yeah. sometimes we've posted, you've posted like who does what, but it would be good to like now incorporate their links much more just to direct more traffic. Yeah. Because, sure. yeah they, they really are there. And how did you, how did you guys connect? Do you have like a good story? How did you find <laughs> that? We used to work with each other back to KDH art uh, about, was it nine years ago, Jackie? Almost oh nine. Gosh, wow. Almost. It's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy, right? You're having a friend anniversary. Oh, She's a, she was assistant manager or before that she had her, her own show. And so we just connected yeah. and we just, you know, became friends instantly. Yeah. We all became friends there in college at the radio station and we've all managed to stay in touch. That's great. Yeah. It's really cool. I love it. <laughs> so Zoom just told me we got 10 minutes. So how the awareness came about is, uh, it's about different causes and different events. And so I got diagnosed uh, 11 years ago okay. um, with the uh, chromosome called 22Q11. It's a tiny piece of a chromosome. It's like Down syndrome. So you have over like over 200 symptoms. You have baby problems. You have teeth issues. You have congenital heart defects. And wow. each person is different. So we didn't want to focus just on 22Q wanted to focus on different rare diseases because there's over 7,000 different rare diseases. So uh, we had celebrities on the show. We had uh, talk about their disease and what they've been through. Uh, We've had Marianne Ross from Happy Days on the show. We've had Don Wells who recently passed away. So they bring causes and they promote their books or they promote their TV shows. So it's not just about 2015. It's just different you know, causes, events, and we try to make it fun here at the Awareness Show. So that's basically what the Awareness Show is about. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I spent some time looking at your website and your Facebook page and everything before I came on. I'm just very moved by um, and grateful for what you're doing. I think it's really important and very beauteous. So thank you. And do, you uh, do you have a YouTube channel so we could post anything up? that you're currently doing i'm or? so glad you asked my my youtube <laughs> channel has had cobwebs on it and has been very lonely and this month i'm finally launching a podcast after talking about it for a year <laughs> i'm launching a podcast because the other my two big loves are the performing arts and the wellness arts i love anything that gets us healthier and more thriving like w- whatever that is in whatever situation and so the podcast is called How to Calm the F Down. Nice. (laughs) Right? Because we are every human on the planet needs to know how to get their calmness on at some point in time. So so every time I'm going to give like a little tool and I'm going to teach it and talk everybody through it, something that helps us get our calmness on like right now, like not in an hour, not while you're laying on a yoga mat or on a massage table. like 30 to 60 seconds of do this thing and you'll feel way calmer. So I'm very yeah. excited. It'll be launched before the end of the month. And 
I'd love to have you promote it because I want to help as many people as I can with it. Oh, and great. if you need help helping uh, setting up the podcast, let us know. So we okay. are actually, be, Jackie and I are going to be talking about how to create a podcast at the end of the March or the beginning of March. So please, I, I need as much wisdom as I can. I have people helping me. I need as big a podcast village as I can get my hands on. So please, yes, please. Yes to help. Yes. Okay. So we, our time's almost up and we have another guest at five, 530 coming on. So stay tuned and I will send this out to you. Uh, can I add you on Facebook, Karen? Please, please add me everywhere and I will add you right <laughs> back. It's been such a pleasure to meet you both and talk with you. Yes made my evening this was joyful, joyful all right thank you karen we'll see you guys in a little bit okay bye bye, bye.